You're mingling with the Mimosa Mamas, a podcast that inspires and empowers women to live authentic always. Now here's your host, Erin and Erica. On today's episode, we are touching a really um, tough topic. It is, uh, what are the mental effects of a miscarriage? And this article was found on Urban Mamas. And um, Erica is going to give you a few stats, and we're going to just chat about this uh, really hard topic. So this is a really tough topic for myself, so uh, just bear with me. I'm going to try to get by this, reading this uh, statistics. Studies show that one in every four pregnancies end up in miscarriage. So with that being said, I am one of the four who has lost um, a baby, two actually. I've had two miscarriages. Um, The first one being, this is really tough for me. Um, The first one being um, in 2013, um, I found out I was pregnant with my second child um, in October. And of course, I was ecstatic and just over the moon, like any other woman would be. Um, Like you all have heard, I do have an 11-year-old son. So not only was I excited for myself and for my husband, but I was excited for my son to have a sibling. So when I found out I was pregnant, I... um, was in shock, first of all, because we weren't trying and we weren't planning to have a baby and uh, our son was dealing with some health issues. And I've expressed before in previous episodes, our son is epileptic and he's had a lot of um, just a lot of uh, just health issues. Um, So this pregnancy came to a surprise. But of course, we were both happy and you know, we couldn't wait to share it with our son. And so we decided to surprise him on his birthday. And uh, we bought him a, a cake. And on the cake, it read, um, I can't look at you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> on the cake, it read, um, congratulations, you're going to be a big brother. And uh, our son at the time, he was in kindergarten, so he could read. And um, he was so excited. And we sang happy birthday to him. And he said, is the baby coming tomorrow? Because, you know, he was so little, he didn't know. And we told, we explained to him, you know, it takes time. You know, um, when we were pregnant with you, you know, it's a process. And so, um, anyhow... Fast forward to um, many phone calls, contacting family members, friends, and sharing the good news with everyone. And um, I even took a photo with my son on the bed. And I was going to send that out as announcements. I was holding the pregnancy stick, and he was just sitting next to me smiling. And, uh, um, yeah, you know, with, with every pregnancy that comes, you know, you start planning and and talking about, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this, or I'm, 
I wonder if we're having a boy or a girl. Um, just so many thoughts that run through your mind as a, as a woman. And so I was excited and I decided to call my doctor, obviously my OB, and I scheduled an appointment and uh, my friend came along with me, a really good friend of mine. I'll call her Jello. Um, that's her nickname. Um, my husband, unfortunately, he couldn't come with me to the appointment because he was, you know, busy at work. And, um, so she decided to come with me and she was excited and, um, we, sh you know, showed up and went into the office and, you know, the doctor said, um, we, I, you know, let's do an ultrasound. And it, it was, it was not a vaginal one. I don't think it was. I can't remember. Again, this was in 2013 and I have a really bad memory. And anyhow, I saw the baby on the screen and I saw the little heartbeat. And I actually still have the ultrasound and I have it framed because I was so excited and I just, you know, just couldn't wait because we had so much difficulties with our first son. And, you know, he had a lot of um, just health issues, you know, just with his epilepsy and his, you know, having his seizures. And I thought, wow, you know, this is going to be amazing. You know, just, just you start thinking all the things like, you know, I want a healthy baby and just everything. And just seeing the heartbeat just makes it so much more real. You know, seeing a heartbeat makes it so much real. <sighs> Anyhow, um, my friend and I were excited and, you know, I came home and later on in that evening, I, I showed my husband the photos and I showed our son all the ultrasound photos. And uh, I remember this pregnancy was very different from the first one with our first son. Um my first pregnancy was a high risk pregnancy because I had a fibroid tumor that was the size of a grapefruit. So, um, with this pregnancy, of course, that was my instant reaction was, is how is this going to, how's this pregnancy going to work? Like, am I going to have be hospitalized? Like I was with my firstborn. Um, the doctor reassured me, you know, you know, we'll just have to monitor you you will be considered high risk because of the situation that you, you know, when you were pregnant with your firstborn. And I also had a myomectomy a year after my son was born. So I had a major surgery. I had that fibroid removed, the great size fibroid removed when my son was about a year and a half or so. So obviously the doctor said, we're going to have to plan a C-section, you know, just prepping me and getting me prepared for what to expect. And I thought, well, first, of course, fear came in because I, you know, had a, had surgery before and I didn't want to have a C-section. And But I thought, hey, I, I've, I've had a big surgery, so I can do this. Mm -hmm. And I get to choose the birthday. I thought that was pretty cool. With a C-section, I know you have the choice of picking the date. Yeah. Um, so, um, anyways, so this pregnancy was super different. Just, um, you know, 
with my firstborn, I, I had different cravings from the second. I wanted red meat. And all of my friends know I hate red meat. <laughs> and all I wanted to do was eat steak. It was weird. And my husband loves steak. He loves steak. So every time I'd say, I'm craving a steak, he would run to the grocery store. Like, seriously, it was so the cutest thing. Mm. He would go down the street because we live near a Safeway and He'd go buy the biggest steak. It sounds so <laughs> disgusting right now. <laughs> um, I just don't like steak. Oh. And he would whip it up and, you know, bake some potatoes with it and just a nice meal. And he would just stare at me and just with excitement, like, wow, I can't believe you want to eat meat. <laughs> and I would say, oh, my gosh, I just wish I could have a glass of wine with this, you know, a glass of red wine with the steak. And Anyhow, I remember... Halloween night, um, my best friend came out and we went trick-or-treating as a family. My husband was home and we took out our son and she brought her son and we went trick-or-treating. And I just remember being so happy that night, just so happy and seeing other families with uh, babies out there. You know, everyone goes out for trick-or-treating. They bring their babies in their strollers. And I kept telling my best friend, oh my gosh, that's going to be me next year. You know, I'm going to have a little baby and um, Dro's going to have a sibling. And I was, you know, it's just that excitement. Of course. Yeah. So um, fast forward to um, November 17th. Actually, November 16th, um, I started spotting. And it, was, it wasn't anything heavy. It was very light. And I did spot with my firstborn. So I thought, and my husband reassured, reassured me, everything's okay. And I was just shaking. You know, as a, as a woman, you go to the bathroom and for some reason when you wipe, I don't know if you went through this. You'd wiped after you go to the bathroom and you just, just for reassurance, like there was no blood. Oh, definitely. Right? Of course. Okay. Okay. Every time. Every time, right? Every time. I'm just curious. I'm like, was I the only one no, that no, was no. looking at my, my toilet paper? <laughs> no, right? No, no. Okay. Okay. So, um, that day, you know, I did what I had to do. I went potty and I wiped and I remember seeing the, the, the blood and I thought, what, what? And my husband said, no, it's okay. This happened to you with, with Dro. We're, we're, you're fine. Everything's okay. You're, you know, you're just, it's okay. So I decided to still call the doctor and I, and I told them what was going on and they said, okay, this, you know, it happens, you know, we could schedule you to come in tomorrow. I don't remember what day it was, whatever. Fast forward to November 17th. Um, I woke up that day and I remember I was cramping really bad. Mm. And again, with my firstborn, I cramped as well too. So for me, it was like... The norm. The norm. Exactly. Because I knew, well, maybe it's a damn fibroid. Maybe I have a fibroid in there. Mm. And that's what's going on. And I'm just going to go to the hospital. They're going to give me morphine like they did with with Dro. So you still were alarmed. You know what's interesting that you say that intuitively, I think we know. Mm-hmm. As women, we just know. And for some reason, Aaron, mm-hmm. I just knew. But still, I needed that 
course. that um just reassurance or just um the uh, answer yeah 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 so i begged my husband to take me to the er because mm. he thought i was just you know blowing yeah. it out of proportion and you're fine and it's okay and and i said no at this point i'm wearing a like a a thin panty liner and it mm. there's blood like okay i need to get to the er and when he saw my face it was like okay let's go so of course we have our son we have to get into the car um at that time we lived about a good 25 minutes from the hospital in walnut creek john muir i'll never forget we arrived at john muir hospital and um right away we went to the receptionist and we told her or my husband did because i was a mess i was mm. crying hysterically <laughs> And she was like, it's okay, honey. It's okay. Calm down. Right away, they put me in a wheelchair and they wheeled me into the back because I was just a mess. They took my vitals. Um, I remember I had to go to the bathroom. And, I, and I'll never forget this. As many other women who um, have gone through this are listening to this and know going to the bathroom is just the worst I had to pee really bad and I didn't want to because I knew if I wiped again, there would be more blood. And sure enough, I went to the bathroom, not to be too graphic. I wiped, I went potty and I'm shaking uncontrollably, like mm. shaking to the point where I felt like I was going to fall. Like I was trying to sit on the toilet, but at the same, and, and I'm a germaphobe too. So I'm like trying to not touch anything. But then at the moment, I was like, I don't freaking care. Like, so I wiped and there was more blood and I lost it in there. I'm crying more than I was when I was out in the in the waiting area. And I come out and I get wheeled back to my husband and he's just holding me. At this point, we had called my best friend. She came out to meet us because we had our son and my husband organized all of that and told her you know take him I don't even know where he went to be honest I can't even remember so it was just my husband and I in the waiting room and they wheeled me into the room and they drew blood because that's what they need a jail mm. to check your blood count okay so um I guess that determines the weeks of miscarriage and all I'm not miscarriage oh, of the pregnancy yeah um but I remember when I went to my visit, there was the heartbeat and they did tell me how many weeks I was. So I knew when I was there on that day on November 17th, I was three months pregnant. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I know I was over 11 weeks. So yeah, my husband always reminds me because it's something that I try not to. Anyways, mm -hmm. um, so they wheel me in. They come and get me um, because at this point I'm in the back of the hospital and in, in, in the in a bed um someone comes and gets me and they wheel me into the ultrasound room and as a woman Erin it is like the worst experience mm -hmm. one of the worst I shouldn't say the worst because I know a lot of other women have had other tragic things happen to them but at that moment for me it was the worst feeling Besides watching my son have a seizure, 
um, because they had to give me a vaginal ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And I was bleeding and, cr- and cramping too. Oh, God. In so much pain because I'm going through it. Yeah. At the s- same time, I'm still holding on to hope. And I'm thinking, Jeez. you know, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'm, you know, I, w- I don't know. So uh, the ultrasound tech was was very sweet, just mm. telling me it's okay. I'm so sorry. I know it hurts. Oh. Just hang in there, sweetie. And the rooms are cold, you know. Yes. If you've been in the ER They're or so or even, you know, it's it was so cold. And I remember I was mm. shaking so bad. I think it was a mixture of nerves and me being cold. Yeah. And um, I don't even know if they allowed my husband to go with me. I can't remember that one. That I can't remember. But I felt alone. I felt alone in that moment in the bed, laying there as, um, you know, you're having an ultrasound performed and every woman looks forward to an ultrasound. And, um, yeah, that, and I remember asking her or him, I can't remember if it was a female or a male, if I could see the screen and they said no. No. Oh, wow. So I knew. I knew oh. then because they wouldn't let me see anything. And they were doing their thing. You know how they... How can we explain it to the listeners who have never had an ultrasound? They do like measuring and they take photos. They're taking yeah. image images. It's images. Yeah. So whatever they were doing. Anyways, we were done and we went back to the room. And I'm crying because I just know. And we're, I felt like we were waiting forever for a doctor to come in and, um, the doctor comes in and you're not going to believe this, but the doctor that was there that night, um, she was very pregnant, very pregnant. And I see her with a big pregnant belly Oh gosh! and she walks in and she sits next to me and she's holding my hand and she says, honey. I'm sorry to tell you, but you lost your baby. And I'm looking at her and crying so hard. And I'm telling her, no. But I saw the heartbeat and she said, I know, honey. She said, I'm so sorry. Did she just say, you know, these things happen often and... That's what she said. And I said, but you don't understand. I'm like, you know, not that I'm saying that I, you know, deserve a baby more than others. But I just felt like this was our time for my husband and I because we had been so stressed and worried about our son. I thought, well, this is our time. This is our time to enjoy this pregnancy with this one. Anyways. I'm so sorry. uh, I, of course, was a mess. Just a mess, like you can imagine. And at that moment, I felt like life stopped. I felt so empty. So empty. I can't explain that feeling to you. But I just felt so empty. People were talking to me. Uh, nurses coming in. Mm-hmm. My husband talking to me. Um, 
I don't even remember what was being said, but I do remember when I was getting discharged. This is something that hits me so hard. And my friends know this. Um, the nurse that was releasing me uh, leaned over. I remember I was sitting on the bed crying and she leaned over and she had to give me the discharge papers. And um, she had a, a badge. She was wearing a badge <laughs> because her husband was in law enforcement. And um, for those of you who know or don't know, my best friend lost her husband. Um, at that time, it was three years. I want to say I had this miscarriage in 2013 and her husband died in 2013. And for me, that was a way for him telling me. Oh, God. Your baby's safe with me. Oh. Because, honestly, a lot of people don't wear those badges because um, they're afraid of showing their husbands being in law enforcement. And I asked her, I said, is that a badge for your husband? She said, oh, yeah, my husband's in law enforcement. And she grabbed it and I just looked at it. Oh. And I just knew that was Marco mm -hmm. coming in and telling me everything's going to be okay. I have the baby. I have, and I, and I feel in my heart and never found out if it was a boy or a girl but in my heart I knew it was a girl and I felt like he was telling me I'm holding on to her she's gonna be okay and I believe in signs and I felt like that was you know that was an okay moment for me right there I'm so glad that happened because you needed that so I much I needed it because I felt so empty like I'm telling you I felt so lost people were coming in and out you know I my husband was talking to me we had family calling us on the cell phones they wanted to know what was going on I think I even spoke to my mom I don't even know yeah it's all a blur I'm sure it's all a blur so anyways my husband and I left and the ride home felt so horrible <laughs> Going home and going to sleep. That first night, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I couldn't wait to go to sleep because I felt like if I go to sleep and I wake up the next day, maybe it was a bad dream. Yeah. You know? I'm like, maybe this was a bad dream. Yeah. So, it's just, it was tough. It's, it, that was... And then breaking the news to our son. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. That was awful. Awful. His cries, his oh. whys, because they don't know, you oh. know? He was in kindergarten. He didn't know why would this happen? Why would why would God take my sister away? Because I kept saying, It's a girl, it's a girl. And my belly, I was showing too. I have photos of my little belly. And oh my god. He would kiss my belly belly and talk to talk to the baby oh. and just um you know before we lost the baby he would kiss it and rub my belly like any sibling would and um oh. my dog my little chihuahua she would wrap herself around my belly she oh. knew so 
Um, anyways, um, for all of you women out there who know uh, what it's like, um, that takes a long time. It, you will never get over it. It's something, obviously, here we are. It's, I, I don't even know how many years later. Um, I can't even think right now. I'm sorry. I apologize to you guys. Um, but, you know, fast forward to um, August of 2018 or July of 2018. My husband and I um, were prepping. Well, earlier in the year of 2018, my husband and I uh, started talking about trying to get ready to have another child. And I said, I'm getting old here. <laughs> We need to hurry up, speed it up. You know, I'm going to be 40 soon. Or wait, yes. Oh my gosh, my timing is so off. Or you had just turned 40. I had just. Or no, you were going to turn 40. I was going to turn 40. Yes. And I um, had another myomectomy Mm -hmm. in 2017, December, late December, because I told my OB, I'm ready. We're ready to start trying. So she said, let's go in there let's she was helping me she's like we're gonna do this you're gonna have a baby she was so excited right I did my research I was dieting I started the keto diet (laughs) and yeah I was like trying to eat healthy trying to be good had another fibroid that was the size of a baseball I want to say they removed that thankfully it wasn't it was done uh lapro um through the belly button so I had that at the end of December. We started trying. We found out we were pregnant July of 2018. And of course, I was ecstatic, excited. Um, couldn't wait to share the news because, of course, I found out on my own. Um, my husband was at work. So I, um, I called, it's interesting. I called my friend up, Jello. <laughs> I had her on FaceTime and she was so excited. Oh my gosh. She's like, oh my gosh, I want to be there when you pee on the stick. And I said, okay, I'm going to put, uh, we were on FaceTime. We were FaceTiming each other and, and, uh, she's like, okay, go pee on the stick. And oh, I love it. it was, it was pretty funny. And I, I didn't take the phone in the, in the bathroom with me, but I left it out <laughs> on the counter and I peed on the stick and she's like, okay, set it down. Let's stare at it. And I said, no, I don't want to stare at it. And we were just so excited and, Aww. and, uh, couldn't wait. And, uh, sure enough, you, what is it? Three minutes peeing on the stick? Yeah. If that. Um, it's fast. It's fast, right? Yeah. It's very fast. I think it is fast, especially uh-huh. when you do find out that when you are pregnant, I feel like the the, the line comes out quicker. Quick. Or yes. the blinking pregnant, pregnant comes out quicker, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, two lines, pregnant. And I'm just like, oh my. And she's like, holy shit, you're pregnant. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm pregnant. We're so excited. Oh. Yay. You know, we're thrilled. And I said, okay. You know, my husband's going to be home tonight, so I'm going to set up the camera, mm-hmm. and I'm going to surprise him. I'm going to leave the pregnant. And she's like, yeah, 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 do it that way. So I went, and, and I saved some of Dro's uh, baby outfits, and I saved his take-home outfit because I've always wanted to put it on my next baby. So I set the outfit on the bed, and I had the pregnancy stick on there. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I cleaned it, everyone. 
There was no urine. Put the top on it. Yeah, I put the top. <laughs> yes, I made sure to sanitize. You know me and germs. Oh, I sanitized yes. it and everything. And so he walks in and gosh, he was so proud, Aaron. He walked in mm. and he saw that stick and he said, what? I just remember his reaction. It was a lot different than the second time and the first time. We'll talk about the first time another on another episode. <laughs> but this time he was like, are you serious? We're, we're having a baby? And I said, yeah, we're pregnant. And he said, get out. And I remember he just picked me up from excitement. He's like, we're going to have another baby. And I said, we are. <gasps> we were so excited. Oh, God. It was just, you know, we had gotten married in 2016. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a different feeling from the other two because the other two we weren't officially married. Yeah. We were together, yeah. but not married. This time we were a married couple. We owned a home, you know, before we lived in an apartment. And, yeah. you know, uh, we had our own home, brand new home. And I had a, a bed, an extra bedroom for this little person, mm-hmm. this, this little person I couldn't wait to welcome. We're and sitting in the room. We're now, sitting right? in the room, actually. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. would have been the nursery. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, I went through all the list of baby names thinking, oh my gosh, I think this one's a boy. I felt like this one was a boy. I was like, oh. this is a boy. And, you know, the cravings. The cravings were interesting. I was craving a lot of sour candy. I wanted sour candy, like crazy sour. And I that's why I felt like it was a boy because with my first, with Dro, I kind of craved the same stuff, like mm-hmm. candy and Jamba Juice. Jamba Juice was like a big one for me. Um, so anyways, uh, you know, just the planning and just the excitement, sharing the news with family and eventually sharing it with my best friend. I wanted to surprise her, do something cute, but I ended up just telling her over the phone. But again, as all of you out there who are listening, who have experienced a loss, a miscarriage, or even, um, losing a baby stillborn or, um, losing a baby from SIDS, you know, it's tough. So I thought, here's our rainbow baby. And um, sure enough, I, uh, again, I remember one night I went to the bathroom, getting ready for bed. And, uh, and I wiped and I saw blood. I saw blood again. And you know what I said? I said out loud, I said, God, I know you can't be this cruel. I did say those words because I was angry. Of course. This time I had anger. And it was like, this is, no, this is not happening. Mm -hmm. Nope. And I kept talking to God and I'm like, there's no way you you would do this. Mm -hmm. There's no way you would do this to us, our family, to myself. I've gone through loss. And uh, there's just no way. No, no, no. And I came out of the bathroom and my husband thankfully was home and I said, I'm I'm spotting and he said, It's okay. It's okay. A lot of women spot and he pulled up, you know, he did. He was on he did, he did. He was like, Look, honey, look, read, everybody bleeds. You've we've gone through this and I said, Nope, nope, we're going it was like this weird like anger. Like I was like ready for a battle like it was like a battle I'm like nope we're going to the hospital and he's like honey calm down like let's wait till tomorrow morning I said no we're going I remember it was around 10 p.m 
And I said, nope, we're going. We're going to go right now. So we went to the local. Oh, my mom obviously came over to watch our son because he was asleep at this time. We went to the local hospital, Sutter, and uh, waited. The same routine, Aaron. Oh, the same routine. Of you course, know, always. Get this. This one's worse. Um, I had blood drawn because they got to check your blood count. I get sent to the room where I'm going to have my, and I'm crying, emotional, ultrasound, shaking again, Mm -hmm. same exact thing, different hospital, different people, same exact feeling, crying, upset, and this tech, I'll never forget her, and I hope, I hope she has changed the way she was towards me. I just hope and pray that she was just having a bad day. Oh, no. She was the worst, Erin, the worst. She was mad at me because I was moving too much. She said, I can't get my job done if you if you continue moving the way you're moving. Oh, my I can't gosh. get my job done. And I looked at her and I <gasps> said, I might be going through a miscarriage. Have some compassion. Thank you. Yeah. I was so angry at her. Oof. And I was crying and shaking and it, it hurts. It hurts. It's painful. Of course. It's painful. And I didn't even share with you all the first... Uh, miscarriage I had to pass the baby there was no DNC I passed that on my own it's painful if any of you have experienced this you know you know and that's the thing this needs to be talked about this is why Aaron and I are sitting here we're talking about it because I feel like it's something that is not talked about a lot of women um not shy away what's the word I'm looking for they just suffer in silence suffer in silence thank you Mm -hmm. So this woman was just so rude, Aaron. Anyways, I'm so sorry. fast forward again. I'm just angry at this point. I'm angry. I'm in this like weird, like warrior. Like I'm yeah. ready to fight. Weird energy that I had. I was like a warrior. And so um, my ER doctor walks in. The one that was there that night. Super sweet. Super sweet doctor. I'm so Young, glad. Super sweet. She was I'm awesome. So glad. Yeah, this is going to make you laugh what she told me. She said, I'm, you know, same thing that I heard the first time. I'm sorry, honey, to tell you, but you've lost your baby. Oh, my God. And then they tell you exactly when they believe that the fetus stopped growing because they could tell by the blood count. Oh. I don't know. I'm not a nurse. I'm not into all that. And and and, and you're hearing it but not really listening because you're just in this pain. Shock. But mine was anger. I was sitting there, Aaron, and I was punching the bed, like punching it and punching it and punching and I'm shaking and crying. And she's like, it's okay, honey. Breathe, breathe. It's okay. She said, she looked at me and she said, I understand. She said, it's okay. So I wonder if she maybe suffered, you know, she had one as well. But I'll never forget what she told me. She said, don't let this discourage you. I know you said this is your second miscarriage. I know you're going to be... Or you just turned 40, right? 2018. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Ah, yes. You just turned 40. Yes. I had just turned 40. Yes. And um, she said, don't you dare let any doctor out there tell you you're an ancient dinosaur because that's how they're going to make you feel because you're going to go to your doctor. You're going to tell them you want to try again and they're going to tell you, you know what? It's your age. You're too old. Don't you dish you. He was pointing at me like so like it was the sweetest thing. And again, I got another sign. This doctor looked exactly like one of my good friends. And I call her Birdie. Blonde hair, blue eyes. 
looked ex- in, in the same attitude because that's the kind of attitude yeah. my girlfriend, you know, Birdie, yes, absolutely. you know, Bird, she has that same attitude. Like, Aww. don't you dare. She was like in my face. Don't you dare let anyone tell you you can't have a baby because you can't. You're going to walk out of, out of here and you're going to go and try again. And and I was just, again, punching, punching the bed, oh. angry. My husband could tell. He's like, oh, shit. Like, <gasps> she's, I'm not going to say anything to her yeah. because she's going through it. Like, this is an anger now. Right. It's, it's sadness, but it was a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a lot of you out there, again, who have gone through it or are going through it right now, you know, I get how you feel. And um, and Aaron and I are here to talk about it. So Aaron's going to take over. Um, first of all, Erica, thank you for being so vulnerable with our listeners, with me. Um, that was the first time I'd even heard those stories in such detail. Yeah. And um, I will tell you that uh, God really led me to Erica because, you know, she said that she shut everyone out. And um, I was... I was in Mexico celebrating my birthday and and I was contacting her when I came back and uh, I was like, why is she not responding? Something is going on. And I knew I didn't do anything to upset you. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to go for it. I went and got you a little plant, you know, a little flower, um, a little, uh, you know, planter or whatever. And I uh, was driving up to her house and we live in the same neighborhood. I was driving up to her house and I will never forget as I was driving up, she was coming out of the driveway, correct? I was, yeah. Yeah, she was pulling out of the driveway. And um, I just thought, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like, I, it was just fate that we were to, you know. Yeah. I chose that time to come and visit you. And I brought you um, baby roses. You did, and they were pink. They were pink, and I <laughs> I gave them to you, and you started tearing up. And I said, I oh my gosh, my friend, what is wrong? And then you told me what happened, and I just... Anyway, we both lost it, and uh, but I was so grateful that God led me to Erica because she had just she wasn't talking to any of her friends, and and she needed someone. So yeah. you know, our friendship got so much more just deepened after that, and right. then you know, really, this came this podcast came to be shortly afterwards. So this has been a wonderful outlet for both of us to talk about things that we've you know that we've gone through, and and to hopefully um, be a voice for for you that aren't speaking about this. Um, anyway, I had to share that story because, you know, that's really why we're here. It is. It's really why it we're is. here. And Aaron's right. Um, I suffered from uh, depression, of course. And I have always struggled with anxiety all my life. And that is something near and dear, close to uh, Aaron and I. Anxiety is the topic that... We will discuss on another episode, but um, with a mixture of depression and anxiety, it shows that um, when you go through something like this, it's like almost like a post-traumatic stress disorder, right? Of course, yeah. And um, Aaron's right. I believe in how uh, God knew how angry I was and my girlfriends were reaching out and I apologize to any of you out there. My girls, my tribe that were calling me and I was just avoiding and ignoring. It wasn't you. It was just me. It was just what I was going through. It was uh, the anger, the disappointment, the frustration, the the guilt, the blame, the... 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go through some of the mental effects of miscarriage um, based on this article by uh, Mama, sorry, Urban Mamas. Um, some of the really, you know, more common uh, is attachment. Um, the mental effect you're going to feel, uh, attachment, you're going to feel attached to the baby that, you know, that you lost, of course. And What's crazy is that your your body still thinks you're pregnant for so oh. many weeks after you oh, lose that baby. We did not baby. even talk about that. Yes. Yeah, and yes. that is, I mean, that's a that's a mind f, right? Yes. <laughs> that, yes. That has to be so hard um, to deal with. I can't. I and, can't even imagine that. And then with that being said, as well as you got to go on with life. You got to go to the grocery store. You got to go to pickups for your kids at school and you see other pregnant women yeah. talk about a punch in the fucking gut. Yeah. You see newborn babies, you see families with of their course. babies of and course. then you have, uh, the emotion of not, I'm, I mean, jealousy. Je- I was going to say jealousy. Kind but, of jealousy, but, but, no, but it's not more, just probably sadness. Just, you know, that, that you, I, don't, I think jealousy is such a negative word. I think it it's is. just almost like envy, but in a, in a Thank positive you. word, in yes. a positive way. It's envy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yes. I think that's more positive. Um, but, you know, you, we have to understand, too, that we don't know these people. We don't know their stories. What if those are all rainbow babies? Exactly. We don't know. We don't know. Right. So we right. always have to be open-minded about that. Yes, um, we do. But and, when you're in that moment... Empathetic, sympathetic. You, of course. You can't think that. Of course but not. But Aaron's right. Aaron's right. Because now, obviously, because of the podcast and because of all my beautiful friends who are in my life and that have been in my life and Aaron, my new beautiful friend that I'm looking at right <laughs> now, um, and my husband... And the support of my parents and then my son just, um, I'm doing a lot better. I'm doing a lot better. The loss will always be with me. And it's interesting because I always talk about these babies as they're my babies. Like I have two up in heaven, my Mm -hmm. little angels, and I have one here on earth. And God has blessed me with him. And uh, yeah, we'll also talk about um we did discuss guilt in a lot of cases with pregnancy loss um women tend to blame themselves right we try to find a way to say well if i would have like at that time with this last miscarriage i blame keto i hated keto i said it's all keto's fault if i would have just stuck to traditional like the old wives tale like the moms the mexican moms the latina moms <laughs> tell you to eat beans and rice and keep eating a lot of tortillas and just oh. eat a lot of food and screw the healthy food you know these yeah. mexican mamas are like so against like all these diets and these right. different unconventional yeah like ways what of are you doing you're dieting. pregnant no 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 and i yeah feed that baby yeah. feed that yes yeah. yes yeah so with that comes the guilt because you're thinking what did i do wrong did i you know with the first miscarriage i was exercising mm. and i was a nanny at the time in danville and i remember um walking for m- like maybe a good five miles wow. with the, with the little one in the stroller, I won't yeah. say the baby's name, but um, I just remember being outdoors and I loved it. And so with that one, I was blaming myself thinking if I wouldn't have walked 
so much, maybe this baby would still be here. So. And saying that out loud, do you realize how it's walking? I mean, walking is so good. I know. You know? Now I do. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not you're like you're right. saying, man, if I hadn't taken those 10 shots, you know, at the bar right? or something. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like. Oh my gosh, Aaron's going to make me crack up so hard. Well, I have to have some comic relief here. I know. This is, this is a tough just, one, guys. Yeah, this yeah. is a hard one to watch. This, this is this in is this tough state. and like what we said we're going to be raw and authentic and these are these are subjects that are not being discussed no thankfully uh, a little bit here and there but a lot of like Aaron said a lot of women suffer in silence so that's why I'm here to raise my hand and say I have two angel babies in heaven and um yeah I'm here for any of you that are going through it that can't talk to their friends their family their husbands um, because, because then also you have the anger towards your husband because you feel like he doesn't get you and he doesn't understand you. And, and why are you still crying about this? It's been a year and my husband would say little things that I know in my heart, he didn't mean to hurt me, but to him, it was like, you know, get out of your funk, like be my wife again. I want to see my wife be her. And like little digs. For me, it was like, how dare you say yeah. that to me? I lost a baby. Huh? And I was anger towards him. I didn't lose a pair of shoes. Like this was a baby, a baby. Oh. So it was like very hard on the marriage as well, because he would look at me like, I didn't meet it in that. And, and, and the other thing is, is we don't talk about the husbands that go through the loss. Right. It's always about the, the women. We don't talk about the men. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going through it too. And it's hard to discuss it as a couple. I don't know. Maybe there's some of you out there that have been able to discuss it with your spouse or partner. You know, um, I, um, I would love if we were able to find a, um, a, a, man, a man who has gone through this and I would love to hear their side and how, how they, you I know, would too. Cause I'm sure they suffered in silence. Yeah. You know, I don't see many men we talked about Talking this about with our with episode Karen. with Karen Millsap. Yes, Men uh, show grief in a different way. Yes. And I, I mean, that would be such an, uh, a great episode, you know, to have. So we'll, we'll get on that. We'll see if there's someone out there that will that will um, bless us with that type of Hey, contact openness. us, please. Yeah, if absolutely. any one of you out there that has a husband or a boyfriend or fiance, a partner that wants to come on please send us an email that would be incredible uh contact us through instagram and also and we in the show notes we'll put everything um you know how to contact us but if you are listening and if you want to share your story with us we would love to hear it and love to be a soundboard and love to give you that support that you may or may not have received this is why we are doing this um but just to wrap up you know the other um psychological effects of a miscarriage, you know, parental self-image. I mean, doubting that you're a good parent in general or personal failure, taking it so incredibly personally, um, you know, and just basically it's damaging your self-image right. um, as a parent. So that's a big one. Um, guilt, as we touched on a lot. Anger. Un- uncontrollable crying. Yeah. That withdrawal. Uh, low self-esteem. Uh, psychiatric consequences like depression and anxiety. And, you know, unresolved depression and anxiety can lead to clinical depression, yes. which can evolve into a psychiatric problem. Yes. So, um, yes. you know, we really have to arrest these these symptoms, the, the way that, the, that we're feeling, and really um, talk to our doctors, talk to our friends, talk to anyone who anyone. can kind of talk to work us. it out. Yeah, yes. us. I mean, 
we are here for you. You know, we are. if you need to talk to someone, we are please, ab- absolutely please, here for, please. for you. Um, just all of these things, you know, there's so much that goes. Um, and if, and we're going to link this article that. because this article came out last year, um, the end yes. of last year. It's a really good article. Um, we will make sure to post uh, the link to this article on um, our yeah. social media yes um, definitely and on the just, podcast as well we honestly we implore you guys to contact us if you're or if you're hearing this and you're touched and you want to just even say hey thanks for doing this you know we love hearing feedback from you um we this is why we're doing it we want to connect we want to connect yeah. on every level with you guys so um we just thank you so much for joining thank us thank you and i before we hang up episode. or hang up like we're on a phone call here Erin, <laughs> before we hang up i love it i, love I just it. want to thank you oh, for being here for me because honestly this truly has brought me and my husband could be the one and my friends my closest friends my my girls they can honestly tell you that they are so happy to see me in this place right now I'm in my so life happy. because I was in a dark place and I thank you you're so welcome thank you I'm glad it could be that for you and you know you are that for me every Aww. day we're that for each other so yes we are and we hope we can be that for you a listening yes so, thank you guys thank you so much and until next time take care bye, bye.